1: not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of Seventh Generation. Find Seventh Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at
2: SeventhGeneration.com. Hello, I'm Monica Reinagel, the Nutrition Diva, here with your quick and dirty tips for eating well and feeling fabulous. As a society, we've become sort of obsessed with gathering data about various health-related activities, like how many calories we take in, how many hours of sleep we get, how many steps we take every day. Diet tracking apps, which allow you to log your food intake throughout the day, are among the most popular category of mobile apps. Chances are good that you've at least tried using an app like MyFitnessPal to track what you eat maybe in conjunction with an activity tracker like the Fitbit. There are a lot of potential advantages to keeping a diet log, but also some possible pitfalls. So today I want to share what I see as some of the main pros and cons of diet tracking. Keeping a record of every single thing you eat definitely increases your awareness about your eating behavior. And this is especially true if you tend to eat unconsciously or in response to external triggers people who commit to keeping a strict log are often amazed to realize how often they eat throughout the day. For example, you might estimate that you only eat once or twice between meals and then be astounded to discover that you actually eat 6 or 7 times outside of meal times. Obviously, if you can't even remember eating that Hershey's kiss from the bowl on your coworker's desk, you probably didn't enjoy it that much and unconscious or mindless eating is a frequent source of excess calories. Keeping a diet log also introduces a degree of accountability, even if it's only to yourself. If you're truly committed to writing down every bite, you might find yourself thinking twice about going back for that second bowl of ice cream simply because you don't want it staring back at you from your log at the end of the day. The accountability factor is even more compelling if you're sharing your diet log with a trainer or a coach, or even with friends or strangers. Most of the diet tracking apps take full advantage of this by building in a lot of social features where you can choose to share your log with others who are using the app or on your social media channels. The desire to keep up appearances seems to be extremely motivating for a lot of people. Most diet trackers will also give you a certain amount of analysis about what you eat. Some of them are very detailed. And you can learn a lot of useful information this way, such as how much protein or calcium or sugar or sodium you typically consume. And then you can use this information to make adjustments if appropriate. And this can also be extremely useful information to share if you're working with a nutrition professional. Although you can use a diet tracker to analyze and improve your diet choices, it really shouldn't be necessary to track forever. Although we usually express nutrition requirements on a per day basis, as in 1,000 milligrams of calcium per day, it's not necessary to get exactly 1,000 milligrams of calcium every single day. It's fine if you get 800 today and 1,100 tomorrow. And the same is true of just about any nutrient you can think of. Although Jenga-ing together the perfect day can be a fun little game, that degree of precision is not really necessary for good nutrition. After a while, you should get the hang of which kinds of foods and meals add up to a complete and balanced diet, and what sort of portion sizes are appropriate for your calorie needs, which foods you're better off avoiding altogether, and even how often you can afford to splurge on a treat. And finally, keeping a detailed diet log can be a good way to figure out whether a food or foods might be responsible for mysterious symptoms such as headaches or sinus infections or digestive issues. The trick here is to keep track not only of what you eat, but also to keep a log of any symptoms you might experience. Sometimes you or your nutrition professional can detect a pattern that might not be immediately obvious. And the same technique can also be used to rule out suspected causes. You might also find some behavioral insights in your diet log, such as the fact that having a couple of drinks with dinner tends to increase how much food you consume over the course of the evening, or that you tend to eat more at lunch after eating cereal for breakfast than you do if you eat eggs. You might discover that eating very little on one day leads you to overcompensate the next, resulting in a net increase
1: not speaking from experience. Let nature do its thing so you can feel confident doing yours. That's the power of 7th Generation. Find 7th Generation laundry detergent and fresh lavender and other scents at SeventhGeneration.com.
0: There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.
2: And now, just a few more thoughts on keeping a food diary. I've kept food diaries at various times, although never for more than a week or two. And I've also asked clients to keep them so that I could assess their diets and suggest changes, but only as a short-term exercise in information gathering, because I think there's a potential downside to completely outsourcing our ability to make good choices about what and how much to eat. For one thing, I think it's enormously valuable to develop an internal ability to know whether you're hungry and when you've had enough to eat. If the only way you know to stop eating is when your calorie counter reaches your daily limit, it might be time to tune in and start noticing and trusting what enough actually looks like on your plate and feels like in your stomach. Now, this assumes, of course, that you're not trying to limit your calories to an excessively low number in order to lose weight quickly or to maintain a weight that's really too low. In that case, your natural appetite signals are not going to be very helpful because you're always going to be hungry. It's also possible that your hunger signals are somewhat untrustworthy because you're confusing other signals with hunger. In that case, keeping a diet log might help, but what might be even more helpful is learning to distinguish actual physical hunger from triggers that are not really about physical hunger. Because when we have a better understanding of what those triggers are, we can address them more constructively. And I've talked about this in previous podcasts, including one called How to Tell if You're Really Hungry. And finally, while a diet tracker can provide some motivation to stick to your plan, I think it might be a mistake to completely outsource or externalize our motivation It may be rewarding on some level when your diet tracker gives you a green check mark or whatever it gives you when you hit your targets. But obviously, the payoff to eating well is not getting a gold star on our devices, but in the physical and mental well-being that we get, both from good nourishment, but also just from knowing that we're taking good care of ourselves and that our choices line up with our goals and values. Diet trackers have their place. But if keeping a diet log is the only thing that keeps you from overeating, you might want to think a little bit about what your deeper motivation is. Maintaining a healthy weight might help you avoid knee surgery, or help you sleep better and feel better as a result, or reduce your risk of developing type 2 diabetes, which in turn increases your chances of living longer. These are payoffs far more rewarding than the approval of your diet tracking app. So what do you see as the chief pros and cons of keeping a diet log? Has it been a helpful habit for you? Or has my fitness pal become my fitness tyrant, as my friend calls it? Post your comments on our webpage at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com or on the Nutrition Diva Facebook page. And if you've tried keeping a diet log because you're trying to manage your weight... I wanted to let you know about a free video session that I'm offering on Saturday, June 24th, in which I'm going to show you how you can stop dieting and start weighing less. And you can learn more about that and sign up to attend at nutritionovereasy.com slash weightless. Thanks for listening and have a great week.